Hey, good morning. I'm Jonathan Copel. This is Logic and Common Sense. And I bet you're wondering, what is a woman? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're one of those people who knows. Maybe you know how many genders there are. But maybe you're confused about marriage because the government is starting to define these things, which have always been decided by, I don't know, maybe religious institutions and thousands of years of what I would call tradition and moral values that have been decided already. Why is the government changing these things? Why is the GOP not able to connect with Gen Z? What is going on? All that and more on today's episode of Logic and Common Sense. We're getting started and we have a very special guest. The show starts right now. How do you get canceled? Two genders have a sense of morality. Is this real life? I'm Jonathan Copel, and you're listening to Logic and Common Sense. Hey, this is Louisiana's favorite fire teacher. If you don't know me, I am Jonathan Copel. We're here live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube multiple times a week, giving hot takes on breaking news, talking with special guests about real-life issues affecting present-day society, and diving into relevant topics that aren't always easily understood. And today's no different. I want to welcome a very special guest, we have Rebecca Weber from AMAC. Hey. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Great I'm to good. be with you today. I know. I'm so glad you were able to join us. So am I. This is fun. And I love your show, and I'm thrilled that you're doing it. Thank you. So if you would, could you just share a little bit about yourself and your role with AMAC? Absolutely. So we are celebrating our 15th year uh, and I'm Rebecca Weber. You mentioned that my father, Dan Weber, great man. We lost him two years ago. He had a vision back in 2006 to form an alternative to the other 50 plus organization, which uh, was not representing its members, its members in Washington, D.C. They had gone so far to the left. And Dan said, we need to build uh, an alternative. Uh, my father was just such an awesome guy. He was a down to earth, regular, ordinary guy, but he had a passion uh, and and a will and a vision. Uh, today we're over two million members strong. So we're just like that other organization. For sixteen bucks a year, you get a lot. Jonathan, one of the things that we do is we advocate on Capitol Hill for our membership, and we take our marching orders from our members. Our members are conservative. They love this country. They love the freedoms that this country affords, and they want to protect the country for generations to come and our great freedoms. So we accomplished this really through three, three separate entities. We've got our membership benefits organization that really offers superior discounts and member benefits directly to our members, uh, along with a great magazine that you subscribe to. And then our, uh, 501c4, AMAC Action, is our advocacy arm, and they focus on really improving public policy in our nation's capital and in the state government. Uh, and then, of course, the AMAC Foundation does incredible work helping to educate seniors on a variety of topics, really predominantly Medicare and Social Security questions. Uh, so we're helping seniors and, and really everyone. You don't have to be over 50 to join AMAC. Uh, but it's been a wonderful ride for 15 years. We're growing like crazy. Uh, and there's so much out there. We've, we're rolling up our sleeves. We've got a lot of work ahead of us. Wow, that is incredible. And you said 2 million members? That's right. 2.3 million members uh, that have joined AMAC. And they love what we stand for. Uh, we stand for the sanctity of life. We stand for traditional American values, freedom of religion, a strong Second Amendment, 
uh, we, we're trying to we're doing a lot of work to secure and preserve Social Security and strengthen Medicare, pushing back against Medicare for all. We know how much that would hurt our seniors. So we've got a lot of things on the docket for 2023. Uh, we're excited for a 118th Congress where we think we'll be able to um, provide a lot of solutions, especially around the area of Social Security. We know how, how much you know our seniors are depending on that income. Yeah, I um I have family that rely on social security and I know that it's uh, it's very important for them. I, I don't know if I'll get it when I get to that stage in my life. Uh, it would be nice, but I know we need to keep that around and keep it funded and, and keep it going because there's a lot of people. I know I just so I do construction since I've been fired as a teacher and I was building a fence for a lady. <laughs> and this has happened actually a couple times where you know they we we agreed upon a project, they wanted to add something else and it's an older person. And, and this woman, she goes, hey, I want you to add this, but can you wait until this date? Because my social security doesn't hit my account until this date. And I said, yeah, I'll work with you. That's okay. No worries. I understand because, you know, the money and just how it comes in. So a lot of people, they literally are living on it and it's, it's very important for them and they, they have to have it. So I can uh, I can understand the importance of that. So, well, as long as I'm here, uh, we're we're not going to stop. We're going to keep fighting to ensure that the money that you've already paid into Social Security that you get that. So, but it is it's dangerous. I mean, they're talking about 2034 uh, benefits are going to decrease so much so that this is going to really put a lot of our elderly and seniors in poverty oh, almost overnight. So we're working hard to prevent that from happening. That's good. I'm glad we got good yeah. people looking out for the seniors. So I want to ask you your opinion, uh, what is marriage? And we're going to move into this HR 8404 that's moving forward. And what do you think about marriage when it comes to mine? Uh, you know, it, I, it is so important. It is, um, it is the core of the family unit, which is so important here in America. And, and there are people right now, Jonathan, people in this world who want us to put down our beliefs, walk away from our religion and worship their new religion. I call it spiritual warfare. Um, if we look at our First Amendment, it clearly states that Congress should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting its free exercise. So it protects our freedom of speech and the press and all of that. Um, but, you know, this war on marriage is a major reason, I think, for the lack of progress on poverty over the last 50 years. And my father, Dan Weber, when he formed AMAC, this was an issue he saw back in 2006 what was happening. You know, he saw what was happening um, in the coming years with the baker who said, we're not comfortable baking a cake and right. putting two females on the top of that cake. And every individual should have the right uh, to decide if they want to participate in an activity that either supports or uh, goes against their very beliefs. Uh, so this is so important. What I also find very disturbing is what we're seeing more and more from, from the left is that the bills that they're putting out, they're mislabeling them. This, um, this, this bill that you're referencing, the Respect for Marriage Act, is really total disrespect for marriage. It is complete and utter disrespect for marriage. And we know that households that are composed of a mom and her children are about six times as likely to live in poverty compared to homes with a, with a mother and a father. Uh, so this is really concerning to me because I look at the fabric of our nation, I look at our moral compass, and I say, where are we as a nation? Why are we not strengthening the family unit and, and, and 
it, it seems as if we've got an administration that is is almost looking to tear down the family. And when we see these kinds of bills, everyone should be concerned. Look, I love everyone. Uh, I, I don't I, I am not in the position to judge how other other people live their lifestyle, but to be to to force. I mean, if I could here, I was you know, you said you wanted to talk about this. And I thought, let me do a little digging. Yeah. And I, I was shocked when I saw that. I mean, Catholic Social Services in Philadelphia, um, they had to deny a lot of their their services. Uh, St. Vincent Catholic Charities was targeted by a lawsuit because of an agency's sincerely held religious beliefs. But what's really, really tough is that when you prevent employees from talking about their faith uh, and requiring affirmation of same-sex marriage and transgenderism, which the Catholic Church opposes, to me, that's abusive. That's absolute. not respect. It's, it's absolute disrespect. And, you know, it... <sighs> You're forcing somebody to do something against their will. That's for for one. That's that's abuse. Okay, you, you should not force anybody to do anything against their will, especially when it violates everything they believe and Christian values, um, your faith in the gospel. That drives people their entire life. That that is something on their on their inner man that just tells them. How do like what they do every day is based off of their beliefs. And then when you're going to tell them, hey, I don't care about your beliefs. I'm going to violate your beliefs. Your beliefs are nothing. Your beliefs aren't protected. Uh, we don't care about you. And then they promote people like this one. I don't know if you've seen Dylan Mulvaney, but they they parade these men dressed up as women. And they're saying, you got to accept this. You have to promote this. And it's it's so out of hand. I um those cases. It's you, crazy. The cases you mentioned. uh these have all all this abuse has happened prior to this HR 8404. And I'll just remind people listening about Jack Phillips, the Colorado baker who went to the Supreme Court because he didn't want to make expressive cake celebrating same sex marriages. Well, he actually ended up winning, but now he's being sued again by the state because he can't create a gender transition cake and good conscience. So there's already a war. If you want to practice your faith or if you want to do your own business or if you want to have your organization and you don't want to do certain things because it doesn't line up with what you believe, there's already an attack on this. This new uh, Respect for Marriage Act or Disrespect for Marriage Act is further, I just think it's, it's making it worse because now the government is redefining marriage completely. And so what does that mean for pastors or, or priests that want to officiate a wedding in the future uh, for heterosexual couples, regular, what I would call regular couples, traditional marriage couples. And, and they only want to do that because that's what they believe in. And now there's a, there's a real possibility that you might have a, a same sex couple come to the church. And just like you, you know, I, I feel the same way. I love everybody. If you want to go be gay, if you want to be trans, go do that on your own time. Don't push that on my life. Don't bring it around my people. I can work with you. I can um, talk with you. I can relate with you in some things, but I'm not going to accept your beliefs and make them part of how I believe. I, we can disagree with each other. That's what America is. But now we have a real possibility where uh, churches, uh, private institutions, private organizations, private businesses are going to be very threatened just for sticking to what they believe. It, it's already happening. And this just is going to this is just making it worse. 
Yeah. And, and it really is the left that is embracing this kind of um, new culture in America. And they have a rule or ruin uh, approach. Right. In other words, we're going to rule our way or try to or attempt to, whether it be through the courts, through our institutions, our universities, our schools, you name it, our corporations. And if you don't go along with the way we want to rule, then we will ruin you. And yeah. so they're out to attack good people, good men and women. But here's something I found really strange, Jonathan. There are more single men and women out there than ever before. And I thought, well, out there, really, like than ever before? Things have gotten so bad that the New York Times recently announced that it will no longer cover weddings, which was a section of their, their paper. And it, it you know, made its debut the, debut the very uh, first edition, I believe, was in 1851, right? Wow. So they've been doing this for, for, for decades, for hundreds of years, for centuries. And why are they doing away with this? Because there just aren't enough weddings taking place. Right. So the number of men and women who are deciding to tie the knot really are the lowest that they've been, I believe, since 1867, which is, um, I, I think about our children, you know, because I think about um, uh, children who do so well when raised with a mother and a father. I, I just last weekend was with my four-year-old granddaughter and I had her overnight and her mom and dad walked in the door. And when you saw her face light up, she hugged them both. And then she pulled me in and there were the four of us hugging. And she said, this is my family, you know, and you could see that her face light up. And I thought she's, she's a lucky girl to have um, so many people that love her. I yeah. just think that when we look at statistics, um, marriage rates are falling throughout the world, despite the fact that according to the CDC, a marriage has shown has been shown to be correlated with positive health outcomes, with longevity. Um, so in any event, I, I think that uh, it goes further than th they want to redefine the word marriage. We certainly see that. Um, we see how people are being attacked and eventually we become desensitized, right? Because yeah. we say, okay, that's a fight that I can't fight anymore because they've won. And little by little by little, they begin to chip away at the values and the um, the important, um, you know, belief system that made America so great. And, and we have to remember how we were formed and, and uh, what those principles were based on. And those principles were really based on Christian Ju Judeo uh, beliefs. So uh, we also know it's a biological fact that reproduction depends on a man and a woman. Yeah. It just does. So the reality that children need a mother and a father makes sense and government policies should support that not undermine true marriage right and i, I find it crazy you know marriage is at an all-time low i'm um i'll just give you this right i'm 27 so i interact with a lot of people that are in their 20s early 30s it's interact with lots of people college students uh, young professionals and marriage is not so everybody wants to be married, right? But then at, at the same time, it's really not a priority. Family is not a priority anymore. It's it's career, money, um, status. But what I'm noticing is that the ones that chase career and money and status end up very miserable. The ones that put a focus on family, marriage, maybe they don't have the status or the money right away. Who knows where they'll be in the future? Anything can happen. Marriage is not a handicap. A lot of people think having kids and getting married is a handicap. I don't think it is, but you know, they seem like there's some sort of, there's something different. There's something different about them. You know, they have a different purpose. They have a different glow um, than the ones that are just chasing career and family. And it's, 
it's crazy. I meet a lot of people all over the country. I go to Turning Point events. I've been to CPAC. And I just, I meet these young people that all they want to do, they just want to work their behind off, like workaholics till they're 40. And then they want to have a family. I mean, you look at Hollywood, I think it was Jennifer Aniston is her name. She's, you know, she's like, I miss being a mother. Like I'm too old to have kids now. Um, Sandra Bullock, same thing. She chased her career and she even, she said it in interviews. She, she realized her purpose was to be a mother. And that's why she adopted kids. Actually, she adopted kids from my state. Louisiana, which is awesome. Thank you, Sandra, for taking care of those kids. But there's there's a purpose in life. I think, you know, our purpose is family. I mean, if you don't have family, what else? I mean, money is just, you can have it, but it's not going to fix everything. There's a there's something on the inside that's really important about marriage and family and having kids. And I just, I, I can't believe it, it's it's not even a priority anymore. Yeah, and and I think that the reason why we're seeing this um, breakdown in the family, a breakdown in society, a moving away from traditional values and embracing this new culture is um, the very young and the most vulnerable, our children, are really being um, brainwashed. Plain yeah. and simple, they are, because when they're, when they're told and uh, encouraged, when things like abortion are glorified to 11 and 12-year-old girls, when 15-year-old uh, students who are changing in a girl's locker room bare-chested in right. their underwear and they've got a transgender or male who wants yep. to be a female in their locker room and they are punished for saying, I want my dignity, I right. want my privacy, there's something... I mean, there should be flashing lights in everyone's mind. We should be saying, oh, my gosh, warning, warning, warning. And I think that when we as a nation move entirely away from any reverence for God and creation, uh, this is where this is where it all begins. Uh, you know, religion, many people have different, you know, there are many different religions out there. Uh, but one thing that many of them have in common is the belief in a higher power, a belief right. in God, a belief in a creator, and that God wants us all to have a purposeful life. People are sacrificing uh, long-term success or long-term happiness and joy for short-term uh, gratification in the, yep. in the way of status, uh, you know, fame, and, um, you know, everyone wants to be popular. Everyone wants to be known, uh, wants to make money. But, but you know, the older we get, uh, certainly the older I get, I, you know, you, there's wisdom that settles in. And you learn that you've got to be able to discern uh, right from wrong. Discernment is so important. People should be practicing that. And wouldn't it be great if our schools were teaching our children not what to think, but how to think, wow. how to make good decisions, listen to your inner gut. You know, if you've got that, that sense in your belly, something isn't right. We should teach our young children. It's likely not right. Yeah. And teach our children how to think, learn how to discern because the choices that we make today are going to ultimately define the future, our future. It's yep. just that simple. And so if we choose to do nothing and sit back and, and just say, well, this is the new way and I want to be a nice person. I want to be agreeable. I don't want to I don't want to you know, make my neighbor mad at me because they're gay and I don't want to upset my my church because they're telling me I need right. to embrace this new. Then 
sorry, but that's, you know, we've got to exercise courage and we know that we only do that in the face of fear. So it is, it is fearful, but we've got to be courageous. And that's what you do, Jonathan. And I, I just love what you do because your, your story is a story of courage and uh, you've inspired many people, including myself, you know, this oh. is important and, and hard stuff to talk about, right? Like it's, yeah. I mean, there's, it's hard stuff to talk about, but it has to be, uh, we won't win the fight unless people are aware of what's really going on. Right. We've got and to prevent the government from discriminating against individuals, which is what they're doing. The government, they're flipping it. They want to discriminate against people like you and me uh, based on our beliefs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I I see it every day. We all see what's going on in the schools. It, it is a brainwashing. It's a breakdown of family. It's it, It's a breakdown of everything that was normal, that works, that has been successful, that's tried and true. It's just a total breakdown. And, and speaking of brainwashing, I want to I want to end on this this topic of, you know, relating with young people, the GOP. Let's let's just assume that everybody on the left is voting and there's no voter fraud and there's nothing going on fishy with the machines. Let's just say that, you know, all the machines are perfect. There's no issues. Assuming that assuming that uh, the left is getting a lot of votes from Gen Z. And they're doing it through TikTok. I'm going to pull up a video of how the left is catching Gen Z. And I just I find it amusing because I feel when I look at the, the GOP who's supposed to stand for all the things we're talking about and represent us. And I just I don't see them making a lot of effort towards the young people like the left is. And, and while the left is they're not the greatest dancers or comedians or uh, but they're trying. So let's let's check this out. Voter is 72. But there's a new battleground to reach younger voters online. TikTok has captured a younger generation's attention, and the platform is now being used by some politicians and political groups looking to tap into the youth vote this midterm election. You know why gas is costing so much money these days? Because of Joe Biden's mismanagement of <laughs> production. Hey, but but that guy, he's not on the left. I am ready on day one to take on the cartels and anybody who gets in the way of Arizona being Arizona. So join Shorty and me and vote November 8th. What is so important about having? <laughs> All right. So that that was actually the conservative candidates. But I don't know if you saw the video of Beto and uh, Stacey Abrams. I sure did. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're dancing. <laughs> and and so they're they're utilizing all this social media and they're doing things that, and they're, they're really making an effort. And I just, I, I feel like the, on the right, we're relying on groups like Turning Point USA and PragerU to do all the work. What are your thoughts on how the, the conservative movement is reaching the youth? Well, that's certainly an area that I think we could do a much better job. I think conservatives could do a much better job reaching across and, and, and educating. Here's the thing. I think ultimately it, it really boils down to, um, it's, it's a kitchen. It's almost like at the kitchen table, it goes back to families. If we're talking to our children, uh, at young ages and we're, we're instilling good values in our children, they're going to be able to think for themselves. But again, when we, when my concern, so if we go back 50 years, even we know that youth, people who are young, they're going to be a little bit more open-minded to new things. They don't, uh, have the same wisdom. They haven't lived through the same life that somebody who's 40, 50, 60 years old has. And so um, they may tend to lean more to the left. 
Uh, and we, I've heard stories of, of dozens of people who said, oh, I was a big liberal in the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, I've changed my views over time. So I think part of it is that there is a maturity there that has to develop. Um, but there is a way that we could do better to, to educate young people and get them excited because I think that being conservative is so much more cool and so much more rewarding yeah. and so much more, uh, you know, it, it will impact your life in such great ways. And, and I, I mean that in, you know, being fiscally conservative and not, uh, you know, learning patience, understanding that things don't happen overnight. Yeah. These and you kinds don't of have, things. you don't have to worry yeah. which bathroom to use. You already know. Yeah. And I also see uh, young people who are very disengaged. Um, they do rely on other people to think for them and to speak for them. And so that they don't they don't really feel the um, the urgency. Now, what I found interesting what the left was doing is they were having they were doing things at the local level that we weren't doing. They were having university university pizza parties and inviting everybody for pizza and then saying, OK, fill out your ballot, uh, yeah. doing all kinds of things to make it, you know, join this club. Um, so I think we've got a lot of work to do. I think we're missing out on a very local level. Uh, this is why I love AMAC Action. If I could just mention AMAC Action, because yeah. what we're doing is we've got over 300 uh, what, who we, we call delegates or chapter leaders that work in all states and all 50 states on a grassroots level to engage with younger voters. We had over 12,000 AMAC members step up and, and be poll watchers for the wow. midterm election. So that, yeah, so there's a lot of work that AMAC Action is doing uh, for our members. That's where they're they're finding how that they how they can get involved. Um, but it's gotta be more than PragerU. We, Turning you know, Point USA, they are an amazing group, uh, but we need to take their message. Um, and we are trying to do that here at AMAC, but each and every one of us, everybody listening, it's a kid, talk to your kids at the kitchen table, have a conversation. Yeah. Everybody's afraid to talk, but we've got to get the conversation going. And I think kids really do appreciate it. They remember it 10, 15, 30 years from now. I remember the things that my grandmother told me, uh, and it's impacted me. So we can't, we can't forget the importance of family, you yeah, know, that's... impacting children's decisions as to how they're going to vote. Um, at my church, there's a saying that people grow in circles, not in rows. And yeah, you know, it's kind of cheesy. I, I get it. But when you're in a circle, when you're having relationship with people, you're able to learn and you're able to grow. What's interesting is that on the left, they're very good at connecting to people on the personal level, on the emotional level. And the right is very... Um, they're just not as they're good. They're good with language. They're good. Yeah, they're good with language because they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. It really actually increased inflation or yeah. will increase inflation. They're calling it the Respect Marriage Act. It's a disrespect to, you know, on traditional marriage. And the list goes on and on. They call abortion health care for women. And and so they're, they use language. Mm -hmm. uh, and this language is introduced very, very young. And uh, young people, you know, they, they are impressionable, uh, the porous, uh, they want to take it all in and they want to follow the herd. We know how much peer pressure young people face. So it's harder yeah. than ever for young people to even find their footing. Uh, but I think it's that, I think it's the language that they use where we've got to get better. I think conservatives can be too kind. Uh, we don't call things out. We don't show it, say it like it is oftentimes. Uh, and we also need to make it fun. Because this is ultimately, we know that we are on the right side of history. And we know that, you know, when we look back uh, and when history writes today, that we will be standing on the right side. And that's the message I, I hope that more and more young people will embrace.
Rebecca, that's amazing. And I tell you what, I'm all about fun. So if the GOP and the conservative movement is ready for some fun, you can count me <laughs> in. Um, I really appreciate you have uh, coming on today, Logic and Common Sense. It's been awesome. I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, I loved it. So um, much fun. I, I want to come back with you. You're a yeah. good guy and okay. you're doing important things. So I'd love to come back. Awesome. Good deal. Well, everybody watching, make sure you like, share, write a comment. Uh, check out AMAC. Uh, Rebecca, how can they find more about AMAC? Do they just go to AMAC.com or, or what's what's that? Yeah, so it's AMAC.us, AMAC.us, or you can just search AMAC. Uh, you can also uh, download the free AMAC news app. It is a great news app. No pop-ups, no cost. We're delivering incredible news. We're investing heavily in our news and opinion analysis division because these are the issues that we want to make sure people are getting at and hearing and understanding. And we know what's happening in, uh, you know, mainstream. They're staying away from a lot of the very important issues. So download the AMAC News app. You'll find great things there, including AMAC member benefits. Thank you again, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. This was an absolute joy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, appreciate you again. Thanks for watching. Have a great news today. It's Thursday. I guess we're going into the weekend. Have a great rest of your week, beginning of your weekend. Bye, y'all.